Hello, everyone, and welcome to Full Time, where we take you around the world of soccer locally, regionally, nationally, and internationally. Full Time is presented by the Game Sports Show and powered by the Game Entertainment and Media. You are listening to Season 3, Episode 5 of Full Time. I am your host, Daniel Scarpino, and with me is our co-host, Gaetano Gallo. Before we begin today's show, Full Time is sponsored by Little Caesars Pizza. With their two locations in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, you can download and access the Pizza Portal app so you can enjoy a delicious hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars today. We remind our listeners that recordings of Full Time occur weekly or bi-weekly and uploads to all of our platforms for public viewing and listening occur weekly or bi-weekly as well. Folks, it is a pleasure to have you all back with us here on Full Time. We very much look forward to talking about the beautiful game with you all here today. Gee, a very nice Thursday evening here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario on this, the second day of March. How are you, man? I'm doing great, Scarps. How are you? I'm doing very well, G. Thank you for asking. And in today's show, we will be taking a look and talking about the upcoming Champions League fixtures, the round of 16 in the Europa League, Carabao Cup final, FA Cup results from the fifth round, and a local soccer update. As always, if anyone would like to listen to our previous content, please check us out at Full Time on the Game Sports Show. And without further ado, Gaetano, and to everyone who has taken the time to tune in here today, Let's kick off. We begin today's show by having a look at the upcoming matches in the Champions League. The Champions League is currently in the round of 16, and the first leg of matches have concluded. In our last episode of Full Time, we discussed each of the contests at length, so if anyone is looking for information on that, please check us out at our previous episode, which was Season 3, Episode 4. Knowing what we know now here in the Champions League, it's all to play for in the second leg of games for the first round of the knockout phase in this prestigious competition. Let's jump straight into a little bit of analysis. Gatano, the first game that we're going to look at is Chelsea and Borussia Dortmund. Chelsea currently find themselves in a bit of a disastrous season from what has occurred on the pitch. Obviously, the work they did in the transfer market uh, this past January was pretty unique, but Results matter, and this competition may be their only saving grace. Currently, Dortmund hold a 1-0 advantage going into the second leg. This game will be played at Stamford Bridge in Chelsea. Gaetano, what will happen in this game? I don't know if I trust Dortmund's defense enough to hold out. We know Chelsea are going to have to score at least uh, a goal or two to get through. I just, I'm not sure if Dortmund's defense is going to be able to hold up. We know Chelsea has spent a lot of money on attackers uh, over the summer and now in January. So I have a kind of a bad feeling that Chelsea is going to win this one. Uh, I think they might still concede one, but I believe they'll go through. Yeah, and I mean, based on our predictions previously, I did say that Chelsea would go through. Obviously, I have my doubts. I think obviously the, the moment that Chelsea find themselves in from a club perspective is very toxic, to put it mildly. But I do believe that as, as difficult as it is to say, they are a massive club. And I do feel like in some way, shape or form, they're going to have to pull this out if they want something or anything from their season. Because I don't think that they're going to have enough to qualify for any European position, Premier League wise. But time will obviously tell for that. But I'm going to say that Chelsea finds a way. Uh, I'm almost a little bit reluctant to say that, despite maybe some of the defensive difficulties that Dortmund might have. But I'm still going to stick with Chelsea here. And I think that it will be a competitive second leg for sure. Next, it's Benfica who will host Club Bruges. After the first leg, the advantage is heavily in favor of Benfica. 
2-0 victory in the first leg has them in pole position as they enter the second leg at home. Gaetano, is this going to be Benfica all the way or is there a potential upset on the cards? Your thoughts, sir? I think Benfica's just, they're just too good for Club Bruges uh, and especially playing at home. I think they're just going to lock it down. Comfortable win for them incoming. Yeah, I also agree with that. I'm sure in the in the match, there might be some difficult moments because Club Bruges is going to have to push forward. They're going to have to try and get the ball in behind and what have you. But I think Benfica is too smart of a team, too good of a team. Like you said, they'll lock it down. And if that means for a few moments in the match, having to play some ugly football, I think that they're going to do that. But they'll definitely see themselves over the line relatively comfortably. Bayern Munich will welcome PSG for the second leg of their tie. The first leg went in favor of Bayern Munich by a score of 1-0. Gaetano, we obviously know that this is anyone's game. What do you think will be the course of action for both of these teams and who's coming out of it? This is probably the toughest prediction of the lot here. Just uh, we know Bayern are so good defensively and just as a whole, they're good everywhere. Uh, but to have a PSG team that needs a goal, having Mbappe, Neymar, Messi, like I can't not say they'll get shut out because... Of course, like those three players alone, let alone the rest of the team, can obviously create as many goals as they feel like on the night. So this is a really, really tough one. I think the fact that the game is going to be in Munich is a big boost for Bayern. And I think they might just squeak out uh, with this one. You know, every year it seems, at least in the Champions League, when we talk about PSG, it's, and again, I often use teaching references on this show as I am a teacher, but it's almost like the boy who cried wolf. Right. Because PSG, they almost they, they straggle us along and then all of a sudden they, you know, they're out of the competition. So I want to say PSG, but the thing that really holds me back is the fact that the game is being played in Munich. I think PSG is going to have to score in this game. Do you see the likes of Messi, Neymar and Mbappe that they're going to be held scoreless over two legs against Bayern? I personally don't see that. I'd still like to stick with my prediction of PSG, but I have this funny feeling that Byron's going to get over the line and that they will win at home. So I can't change my prediction now. At least it wouldn't be the, the noble thing to do here on full time. But I also believe that Byron will win. But my prediction is still, of course, PSG. Tottenham and AC Milan will meet once more after Milan beat Tottenham by a score of 1-0 in the first leg. It is Tottenham that will be looking to exact some revenge after what was a rather disappointing performance in the first time that these teams met. Gaetano, we know that the tactics will be near polar opposites in this, but how do you think things will go in this match? Uh, this is a weird one, because if you had asked me a few days ago, I would have said Milan 100%, no doubt. But Tottenham put up a really good performance against Chelsea on the weekend, and... Uh, kind of changed my mind a little bit, especially like going right into this. I think they might, especially with the game in uh, being in London, it's going to be tight. I think Milan will still maybe squeeze it, but uh, it's going to be probably the closest, one of the closest ties of the uh, round of 16. So I'm going to say, and I'm just going to go out on a limb here, and we're going to talk about Tottenham a little bit later, but I'm going to say that Milan's going to win. Uh, I I just... I just have this funny feeling because now there's a lot of talk about uh, Harry Kane going to Manchester United come the summer because they're saying he has to win trophies, he has to win trophies. I don't think outside of this competition, obviously this year Tottenham's going to win anything. I don't think that this is going to be the competition for them either. I think that Milan wins it. Like you said, it's going to be a tight contest, probably a little bit of a weird one to call. 
But for me, I think that Milan is going to win it. They will definitely do whatever it is that they have to do. But I see Milan winning this one. It will be Porto hosting Inter Milan for the second leg of the round of 16. In the first leg, Inter left it late, but managed to squeak a 1-0 victory at home. Now having to travel to Porto, Inter likely won't have it easy. How does this game play out, G? Yeah, I think Porto are going to be tough at home, uh, but I do think Inter have uh, more individual quality in their players, and I think that'll be enough to get them over the line here. Yeah, and I'm I'm really on the same um, sort of wavelength as, as you, Gaetano. I think that Inter is, you know, player for player a better side. I think that they're managed very well. They have been playing some decent stuff this, this season with their 1-0 victory in the first leg. I think that the second leg, they'll play it smart and uh, they'll definitely get through to the quarterfinal. Gaetano, it will be your Manchester City who welcome RB Leipzig to the Etihad. After a 1-1 draw in the first leg, Manchester City know what needs to be done in order to win, but it will be a matter of performance on the day. What do you think we will see in this matchup tactically from both sides after their first leg draw occurred? Well, it's an interesting one because uh, City got that very important away goal in Leipzig, uh, which is huge for the uh, the whole rest of the tie here. Uh, and City are also getting healthy again. Uh, Americ Laporte and John Stones are back in full training uh, and expected, unless something happens uh, before uh, the game, to be healthy for the game, which is a huge boost uh, to the City back line. Uh, really, it's just a clean sheet that City needs to uh, to see it through. And obviously, we know they have the offensive firepower, uh, if it comes to it, to score a bunch of goals. Uh, but Leipzig aren't going to be easy. They're, they've got a couple of very good players, uh, specifically Nkunku and, uh, I'm going to butcher his name here, Slovlazai. Better than I could say it. So they definitely can create a bunch of chances. But I do think that the healthy City defense should be able to handle that. And I think City will go through comfortably. What I've been telling everybody, Gaetano, and, and this, I guess, is mostly in relation to the Premier League, but all competitions, when it comes to Manchester City, this is just wait. Just wait, because they are always there. And they will always be there. And they have, you know, I must admit, have la- left it a little bit later than usual this season to really turn it on. But I still say, just wait. For me, this is going to be Manchester City to win this game. I actually see this game being a 3 4 nil. To be perfectly honest, I think that City are going to go and dominate. And I think that this is going to be a pivotal moment in Manchester City's season. And that's just my opinion personally. Napoli, who have been having an unforgettable season, will look to continue that in the second leg of this competition for the round of 16. After winning against Frankfurt by a score of 2-0 in the first leg, it's on to the second leg, which will be played in Napoli. Catano, is there any room for doubt here or will Napoli get this done? Uh, I would bet everything I have on that. Uh, it's, it should be a comfortable Napoli victory. Uh, the only way I can see it not being that is if they decide to bring on a bunch of like youth players and like kind of bench players. But other than doing that, yeah, this is a comfortable Napoli win. Yeah, I think they're going to make Frankfurt really chase the game. I think that uh, obviously Napoli is going to play, again, things very smart. I think that in possession, they're going to be very safe. And I think defensively, they're not going to take any gambles, any risks. I don't think it'll be too high of a line. I think that this is going to be comfortable for Napoli and they will find themselves in the quarterfinal of this competition. And for me, rightfully so. Finally, it's Real Madrid who will see Liverpool in the second leg for their round of 16 matchup. After a rather odd and humbling performance in the first leg, Madrid find themselves up on aggregate by a score of 5-2. to two. Gaetano, what can we expect in this second leg? 
Uh, you can expect fireworks. Liverpool are going to have to go for it, needing at least three to even like get level. Uh, even that wouldn't even be enough uh, with the away goals rule. So really they need four. Uh, but at the Bernabeu, Madrid in the Champions League, I think it could get real ugly for Liverpool. Uh, if Madrid get an early goal, like that's curtains. They're going to be done. And I could see Madrid easily getting three or four. So, you know, like I tell you, I must admit, uh, I almost fully agree with you. I, I think in this game, you're going to see goals again, and maybe for not reasons that would be atypical, if you will. But I think, like you said, Liverpool are going to have to go for it. There, there really isn't any choice in that. They have to go for it. The game is going to be open from the start. Jurgen Klopp's going to tell his guys, just give everything that you have. We have nothing to lose at this point. And I think that Liverpool is going to find ways to score goals, but I think it's actually going to be quite similar to the first leg in that Real Madrid's also going to find ways to score goals because the game is going to be so ridiculously open being played at the Bernabeu. I think that this is, this is going to be, again, one of those sort of 4-3-5-2 type games. I think we're going to see a lot of goals and there'll be a lot to talk about for sure. A reminder to our listeners that matches for the round of 16, second leg of the Champions League begin on March 7th and end March 15th. Gaetano, let's stay in Europe, but let's shift gears to the Europa League. The Europa League is now in the round of 16 as well. First leg of matches will commence on Thursday, March 9th. For me, Gaetano, I have watched a lot of Europa League down the past few years because Arsenal has have been in the Europa League for quite some time now, basically since Wenger's uh, last season in charge of Arsenal. So in my opinion, once you get to the round of 16, the, the quality of competition gets really, really good. It's I would say comparable to the, the Champions League. Not quite there, obviously, but comparable. Gene, yeah. for, you, for you personally, what do you make of the Europa League? What, do you, what are you saying about the competition? I actually quite enjoy it. I see it, and this is going to sound bad, so let me, like, let me talk my whole thing before you, you roast me here. Um, I see it, it's almost like when people rip on like the Carabao Cup and the FA Cup, where it's just, like, it's just seen as like a minor thing, uh, like a minor trophy, not really worth winning um, for like the, the big teams. But really, like it's a European trophy. You're competing with still some of the best teams on the planet. I mean, it's Juventus, Barcelona, Manchester United, Arsenal have been playing in it pretty regularly. Like that's they're not small clubs. Uh, so I definitely think it's a great trophy to win. Um, and it's also a really good building block for a team like an Arsenal to you know do well in there. And then you can have a good uh, either next season in Europe, whether it's the Champions League or Europa League, and uh, carry that through to your domestic season as well. I, I am definitely on board with you for that. I would say, you know, a lot of people will kind of badger it a little bit and say, well, you know, you play Thursday nights. It's not that big of a deal. Relax or not. But ultimately, you got to start somewhere. The winner of the competition does get into the Champions League. A lot of these teams, if they do well in the Europa League, that typically means that they're doing well domestically in their league. So they're probably going to be in the Champions League next year anyways. So I would say that this competition, yes, in the beginning phases, yeah, it's not that great. Uh, but once you get to the knockout phases, particularly the round of 16, it does tend to get pretty good. And looking at the round of 16, Gaetano, we'll outline here the matchups that are going to take place, and we'll take an assessment as to who we believe will advance from each game. First, it's Sporting and Arsenal. Gee, what do you think comes out of this? I want to say Sporting just to kind of to mug you off a little bit, but I think Arsenal will go through. <laughs> well, I appreciate the humility in that answer, and I'm also going to say Arsenal having two good of a season I think that Arsenal will rotate the lineup a little bit as opposed to what they've been doing in the Premier League and play some different guys but I think over two legs it's got to be Arsenal 
It's the battle of the unions between Union Berlin and Union St. Gilloise. G, which union will be victorious in this tie? I'm going to go with Berlin. They're having a great domestic season. I think they'll carry that form over. Yep, and I'm also with you on that. I am also saying Union Berlin having too good of a season for them to drop their standard in this competition. I think that they definitely keep things rolling. Leverkusen matches up with Ferenczi Varos in the round of 16. Gatano, who do you got? I'm going to take Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah, and I am too. Um, I think that they just have enough quality, obviously, given this competition to get themselves over the line, particularly with who they're matched up against. I think that this works out well for them. Roma meets Real Sociedad, which is a highly anticipated matchup. G, what is your thinking here? This is probably the toughest one of the lot for me because Roma under Mourinho have been pretty good. Uh, he's getting a lot of uh, a lot out of that team that maybe I didn't expect uh, when he first joined. But Real Sociedad are having a, a fine season in La Liga. Uh, have been playing really well. So I'm going to go with, uh, I think Jose Mourinho's Roma is going to go through here. Yeah, for me, that's kind of the uh, the X factor, if you will. Obviously, yeah. Roma has a very good team. Real Sociedad, by all standards, are having themselves a good season in La Liga. But for me, it's always going to be Roma. It's not going to be easy, of course, but Mourinho knows how to win these sorts of matches. And I think that he definitely will do just that. Shakhtar Donetsk sees uh, Feyenoord in the round of 16. Bit of a tricky one, at least in my opinion, G. What's your thinking for this one? Yeah, um... This feels like a, it's a very Europa League matchup, and I really enjoy that. Uh, but I am going to lean Feyenoord here. Yeah, and I am also going to lean Feyenoord here. Um, I don't know. I think just with Shakhtar's window that they had in January, I think that their squad is a, a little bit depleted, if you will. I think that Feyenoord's going to, to get over the line as well. So, so far, we agree on every single match. Let's see if anything changes here, but I have a funny feeling it won't. Manchester United will play Real Betis. Gaetano, your prediction for this one. Uh, Real Betis is going to win this just because I will not say United will win. <laughs> well, and I, uh, you know what? Yeah, at least you're sticking to your guns. Uh, I can't be as noble as you, obviously, in that sense, because I don't have those sorts of ties in Manchester. <laughs> but uh, Manchester United, for me, we're going to talk about them in a little bit. Having far too good of a season to uh, to bow out of this competition, I think that they continue their amazing journey, and I think that they will advance. So we'll have our first disagreement. Of course, there, I'm sure, a little bit reluctantly on your end. Juventus will play SC Freiburg. Gee, Juventus needs some form of silver lining this season. Will it happen against Freiburg or will Freiburg win it? I don't think it's going to happen against Freiburg. I am I think Juventus, they're just having such an awful season on and off the field. Uh, and Freiburg are just playing so well uh, domestically. I think they'll carry that form over and I think they will upset Juventus for sure. That's uh, an incredible prediction, and I actually do believe that that could happen. Uh, I'm going to say that it will be Juventus that's going to go through. Like I said, I think they need some form of silver lining this season. I, I can't. It's it's almost unthinkable what's been happening to them this season. Obviously, you get what you kind of deserve, I suppose, but uh, I just don't see them bowing out at this point in the competition. If it does happen, though, what I will say is that I wouldn't be totally surprised. Finally, Sevilla will see Fernabache. Your thoughts on this one? Uh, I think Sevilla will take this one. They that team, that whole from the owner all the way down to the field, they they're masters of the Europa League. I think they won it three or four times in a row uh, in the early uh, teens here. Like I think they'll uh, they'll comfortably win this one. Yeah, it's going to be Sevilla for me as well. So we end with 
another agreement there. Just huge in this competition. And again, by all accounts, they've been having a good season overall. So I think that they will also do it. So just to review, G, you have Arsenal, uh, Union Berlin, Leverkusen, Roma, Feyenoord, Real Betis, Freiburg, and Sevilla. I also have Arsenal, Union Berlin, uh, Leverkusen, Roma, Feyenoord. The first disagreement there, I'm going to take Manchester United. I'm also going to take Juventus, and we agree again with Sevilla. So the only two points of difference is that you're going to take Betis, I'm going to take Manchester United, you're going to take Freiburg, and I'm going to take Juventus. So again, pretty much in agreement for the most part, but we'll see what happens with the other ones. A reminder to our listeners that the first leg of the Europa League round of 16 goes Thursday, March 9th. The second leg will take place on Thursday, March 16th, so just the week right after. This is Daniel Scarpino and Gaetano Gallo, and you are listening to Full Time on the Game Sports Show. A reminder that Full Time is sponsored by Little Caesars Pizza. You can download and access the Pizza Portal app for any of the two locations in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Have a delicious, hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars today. Gaetano, the cup final that caught everyone's attention recently was the Carabao Cup, which took place this past Sunday, February 26th. It was Manchester United against Newcastle in a battle between two teams who desperately coveted a trophy, but for different reasons. In the end, it was Manchester United who won that aforementioned trophy, defeating Newcastle by a score of 2-0. Gee, it was a good display from United, particularly towards the end of the first half. Goals from Casemiro and Rashford was the difference in this one. It's Manchester United who win the Carabao Cup in what has been a massive season of improvement for them. Gee, just to get things started, what were your thoughts personally on this cup final? Um, disappointing to see United uh, lift a trophy. Uh, you know, it's, it's always how it's going to be. Uh, I do think, though, uh, they definitely deserved it. They played much better than Newcastle throughout the whole 90. New, Newcastle had a couple spells, but nothing really uh, too notable. Uh, and yeah, I think they looked pretty good, which, uh, again, pains me to say it. But yeah, I thought, uh, I thought they were great on the day and a well-deserved trophy for them. Yeah, I, I agree with that, too. It almost seemed like Newcastle were second to things. Uh, I think Eddie Howe, I'm not going to say that he overthought it because Newcastle have been playing it pretty simple all season long, but it just looked like Manchester United were two, maybe three steps ahead of them. They looked really good in the match United did, and uh, Newcastle, although albeit they gave a good account of themselves, it never really looked like from minute one anywhere through to minute 90 that it was ever going to be theirs. Now, Gaetano, what, what I'll ask you here is, what does this particular trophy mean to Manchester United at this exact moment in time? Because we can get into a huge debate about whether or not this trophy is big for them or uh, how much value it has. But at this exact moment in time, what does this really mean for Manchester United? I think it's massive for them right now. Uh, they really need something to kind of kickstart them under Ten Hag. He's been doing uh, a phenomenal job, don't get me wrong, kind of turning like from the old the, the, uh, Ole, Gunnar Solskjaer, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer team uh, that was just kind of horrific. Let's, let's be real. Uh, he's, he's done a really good job kind of getting them to turn that corner and now to get a trophy under their belt, kind of you know get used to winning again, uh, it's massive for them. And I think if they kind of keep this trajectory up in three, four, five years' time, this is going to be a moment that's looked back on as a massive turning point. I couldn't tell you how much I agree with that point from for the, the simple fact that United have been in such a mess. And I, I don't know if you would you call it a mess. I suppose it is a minor mess for yeah. sure over the past 
several years, basically since Ferguson left. So now you take a look at the way that things have changed. We're going to talk about Eric Ten Hag here in a moment, but you take a look at the way that things have changed at Manchester United. You almost feel like this is that moment in time where it's like, ah, okay, maybe United are back. So I think that this is, in fact, at this exact moment in time, a huge trophy for them. I think this is a really big moment in the history uh, of Manchester United, at least the recent history, probably over the past 10 or so years. And speaking of Eric Ten Hag, his era at Manchester United has truly begun and is well underway. In this final with United, he does get the trophy that not only he, but everyone in Manchester, on the red side of Manchester, that is, really coveted. G, your thoughts on Ten Hag and the job that he has done with United in his first season in charge of the club? I think I think he's done great so far. Uh, obviously, a lot of lot of room to improve still. Uh, they're very. I still think a very far away from really challenging. Uh, you know, the Arsenal, and I would have said Liverpool last year, but City for uh, a Premier League title, but definitely winning uh, in Europe or like a domestic trophy. I think they're well on their way there. Obviously, having won the Carabao Cup. Um, yeah, he's done a, a phenomenal job. He, like they were a mess when he got there. Like they were awful. Like let's be real, they were so bad. Um, and he's kind. He's got them playing competent football again. It's uh, it's a as a city fan, I hate to see it. As a football fan, it's great to see. Let's put it that way. Yeah, and that's that's a good way to put it for sure. And I guess when Solskjaer was there in the beginning, he was mainly there to steady the ship. And I will say, at the very very beginning, he did do just that whether you want to call it new manager bounce or whatever. But then obviously over time, it completely and totally faded out. Now that Ten Hag's been in there, you see just how things have ultimately, I don't want to say revolutionized, but certainly have changed in large part. So his era that has begun there, I think it's going to be one that is going to be um, very good, let's call it, for the whole of uh, Manchester United. Now, on the other side of things, Gaetano, I personally don't feel that Newcastle have anything to hang their heads about, at least in my opinion. In your opinion, how bright is this future for Newcastle? I think their their future is uh, like supernova bright, uh, especially with the backing of their owners. Eddie Howe's got them playing great football. They've got some very good players in the squad already. I would say like they might be a little upset uh, over the results and their performance. I think they probably could have found an extra gear in there. But um, I mean, on the on the overall, I think they're well on their way to becoming kind of the Newcastle of old, being a challenger in the Premier League and hopefully in Europe again. Yeah, it would be great to see. And I think that they are well on their way to doing that. Like I say, I don't, I don't think they have anything to hang their heads about in this one. It was their first final in forever. A lot of these players have never been exposed to this level of competition before at this stage uh, of any competition for that matter. So I think for them and their club, I think it's going to be huge moving forward, not to mention, obviously, the money that can be invested in the club, what Eddie Howe's done there. I think that they're definitely going to be well on their way. Once again, it was Manchester United who defeated Newcastle by a score of 2-0 in the Carabao Cup final. Manchester United and Newcastle United, both very worthy of being in this final. They see very much, both of them seem very much on their way to success this season and, of course, in the immediate and future in general. From one cup competition in England to another, the FA Cup who endeavoured to entertain us this week but the fifth round of the competition consisting of the final 16 teams, it was entertainment delight. We'll review the results of those matches for you all here and now. Championship side Stoke City suffered defeat to Brighton by a score of 1-0, which see Brighton through to the next round. 
Leicester City welcomed Blackburn from the championship to the King Power Stadium. The first upset of the round of 16 would go the way of Blackburn as they defeat Leicester by a score of 2-1. to one. Fulham and Leeds met in the FA Cup round of 16. The two Premier League sides battled things out, but it was Fulham who came through with a 2-0 victory. Manchester City made the trip to Bristol City. It was your Manchester City, Gaetano, who made relatively short work of the championship side, winning by a score of 3-0. The second of the upsets, and even of greater magnitude this time round, came at the hands of Grimsby Town, as the League Two side defeated the Premier League's Southampton by a score of 2-1. to one. Gatano, you called this one, and what a call it was. It's Grimsby Town, who move on to the next round as Southampton are now out of the competition. Championship side Burnley played against Fleetwood Town of League One. It would be Burnley who would beat 10-men Fleetwood thanks to a 90th-minute winning goal from Connor Roberts. A highly anticipated match between Manchester United and West Ham ended in favor of United, who are absolutely flying high in all four of their competitions. It's Manchester United 3, West Ham 1. The last game from the fifth round of the FA Cup saw Sheffield of the Championship hosting Tottenham. It was yet another upset, one that we all very much like to see, might I add, as Sheffield United wins by a score of 1-0. to nil. G, your overall thoughts on the fifth round of the FA Cup? Oh, it was just the, the magic of the FA Cup. Massive upsets uh, galore, honestly. Three massive ones there. Um, some great football being played. It was amazing. So to review those picks, Gaetano, you had said that Brighton would win. They did. Uh, I also said that Brighton would win. They did. You did pick the upset of Blackburn, by the way. I said Leicester, so I got that one wrong. You got that upset right, which is very well said. We both picked Fulham, got it right. We both picked Manchester City, got it right. This was the one that for me, when when I had saw, because I only saw the, the the tail end of it, when Grimsby Town won, I like lost my mind because not only is that a huge upset, obviously, even, even though Southampton are having a poor season by all accounts, Grimsby Town of League Two, huge for them, but you actually picked this one correct. You picked that upset, which was massive. Burnley, we both picked, and the last two we got wrong, we both picked West Ham. It was United who handled that game comfortably and we both picked Tottenham I have to say this okay you have a bad day right you have bad days I have bad days everyone as a human being can have a bad day if anybody wants to be cheered up just go to whatever your preferences in terms of a search whether it's Google YouTube ask Jeeves I don't care what it is just go to it and just put Tottenham in big games (laughs) <laughs> that will cheer you up like you wouldn't believe. I'm, I honestly, I'm sick and tired of talking about Tottenham as a big club. They are not a big club. I don't like them. They stink. And the fact that they got Osa from this competition by Sheffield, I think is a fantastic thing. When people say that they're in the big six, I get it. They have a lovely stadium and that's wonderful, but they haven't got a single trophy in it. They are a joke of a club. I don't like them. They're not good. The people who do like them, I'm sure, are fine people, but I question their footballing intelligence. So I thought that that was the best thing that could have happened this round of the FA Cup, maybe all season, to be perfectly honest. But I do not like Tottenham, and i love to see that result. Gatano, you went six for eight on your picks. I went four for eight. You won this round, and that is fantastic. Oh, you uh, know any what? final thoughts on, uh, on, the, on this fifth round of the FA Cup or on Tottenham? Because we just love to see it. Uh... So I think my my final predictions of who who and you know winning the predictions we all won because Tottenham's out. That's, That's really right. the underlying statement here. 
Yeah, and you know what? I, we always often say it, that football is a matter of opinions and that we could have disagreements. But the one thing that we all agree on, and it, we, when I say we all, we all, we all hate Tottenham. We all do. Hey, Scarf, what do you think of Tottenham? Oh, I can't say that word on air, but you know exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> oh, I wish I could. Oh, man. So with these results, Jeep, we now know how the quarterfinals of this competition will look. And we're going to preview each of these games here and now, and we'll make our predictions. So first, it's going to be a meeting of old friends, specifically the managers of these two clubs. It's your Manchester City who will play against Burnley. Pep Guardiola's men will see Vincent Company's men in what should be an entertaining game at the Etihad in Manchester. Gaetano, it's history galore here, and it's you know history that didn't take place that long ago. And... I want to ask you first, what are your feelings on this? Because I think it's super cool. I love Vincent Company. I obviously love Pep Guardiola. You love them more than I do, of course. But what are you feeling on this one, number one? And what do you anticipate in this match come March 18th? Who's going to win it? I was so excited for this uh, this draw, especially the game in Manchester. Um, yeah, I, Vincent Company is, you know, one of the pillars of my, like, love for Manchester City. Just, you know, Captain Fantastic. It feels like that goal against Leicester was yesterday. Still, I remember it like that. Um, so it's weird that he's going to be managing uh, Burnley in the other dugout. Um, but I'm super excited for this game, like also tactically, because Burnley historically under Sean Dyke kind of played that like Brexit football, 4-4-2, like hoof it long and, you know, beat people up basically. Um, but Vinny Company's got them actually playing like pretty decent, like attacking, attractive football. Um, and he's very keen on sticking to that especially in the championship you see a lot of times in the championship teams he's trying to win no matter what like just try and get up to the premier league but he's stuck to his guns and they've actually had a phenomenal season thus far um so i kind of don't expect him to change that uh on his trip to the etihad i think burnley's gonna go for it and it's really nice as a city fan because we're used to seeing uh you know lower sides come in and just you know park six or seven at the back and it's just low block and it's not fun to watch it's just not um, but I really do think that uh, Burnley is going to go for it, and it should be a hell of a game. The way that the way that I've seen Burnley this season, because obviously I do pay attention to the championship, and the way that Pep Guardiola coaches, it's purely about principles, and that you stick to those principles no matter what. So if you go into a game, yes, you might be playing false nine. You might be playing with trying to get intentional overloads. You might be trying to uh, have combination play through a, a Kevin De Bruyne or, or somebody. You might have these specific plans, but really, it doesn't matter what happens. You stick to those plans because you make the team believe in it. What Vincent Company has done at Burnley, as you just alluded to, they believe in what they do. And you could see why, because it's bringing them success. So you have managers who it's they're going to be playing similarly in the sense that they're going to stick to their principles. You know what you're going to get from City. You know what you're going to get from Burnley. It was, uh, I think it was 2020, it was the COVID season when football eventually resumed. Arsenal and Manchester City played against each other in the FA Cup. Yes. And then uh, Arsenal ended up going through. The difference in that was Mikel Arteta wasn't able to implement his principles yet because he came in halfway during the season, didn't have a very good team. So he did play that sort of low block, sitting deep, putting 10 men behind the ball, trying to hit them on the counter, playing the likes of Aubameyang and things like this. I don't think Burnley's going to do that either. I think that they're going to stick to it. What's going to come down in this, in this contest for me is going to be quality. Manchester City are a better team, so I'm going to take them. Uh, for me personally, but I think that this is a very, very cool man uh, matchup. 
The other side of Manchester will have uh, their hands full as well. It's Manchester United who will host Fulham at Old Trafford in the second quarterfinal match. Gaetano, this is a game that will likely give us some good viewing. What do you expect in this game and who comes out on top? Uh, so I think of all the quarterfinals, this is probably the closest one. Uh, two Premier League teams playing each other. And Fulham are having a pretty decent season. Um, like with the, the Europa League prediction, I'm just not going to predict United to win. I'm going to take Fulham. Yeah, fair play to you. Uh, I just think as good of a season as Fulham, as Fulham is, uh, is having, and I did not expect them to have this good of a season from a Premier League perspective. I have to admit that first and foremost, I thought they were going to be in the relegation battle, and they're not anywhere near that at the minute. Uh, I think that they have obviously had a good season, but I do think that the run in this competition will come to an end here. I think that United, purely because this game is being played at Old Trafford and because they've been having themselves a very good season as well, I think that they will win it. Sheffield United and Blackburn absolutely earned their way to the stage in the competition. They will, as a result, meet in the quarterfinals. G, whose run in this competition continues and whose will come to an end? Uh, this is a tough one, but I'm going to lean Sheffield United. Uh, they have a bit of Premier League experience in that squad. Um, I think that's going to kind of see them over the line against Blackburn. Yeah, and uh, I'm also going to say the exact same. I also think that Sheffield United will do their business. I think beating Tottenham uh, obviously gives them a confidence boost, but they're riding high in the championship as well. I think currently in second place, if my memory serves me correct from what I last saw. So, yeah, I think that they will they will definitely get themselves through. Finally, it will be Brighton who will host Grimsby Town. The magic of the cup truly continues here, Gaetano. Who do you see winning this game and advancing to the semifinals of this competition? I, I would love to say Grimsby. I'd love to see it as a, as a football fan to see them go through. I think it'd be a great story, but I think Brighton just has a little too much quality and they're going to see it through comfortably. Yeah, I think so as well. And I also think sort of an underpinning, I suppose, Brighton are, are kind of around that seventh position in the Premier League. Let's say they don't get it because Liverpool did uh, win midweek against Wolves. So Liverpool maybe now will sort of, sort of be in the ascendancy and start climbing the likes of maybe some other clubs. So if Brighton can't get into the European places Premier League-wise, the winner of this competition does get a Europa League spot. So I think that Brighton are going to go all guns blazing. I think that they will beat Grimsby Town as well. So, uh, Gaetano, final picks here. Obviously, we both take City. You take Fulham. I take United. And then we both take Sheffield and Brighton. And a reminder to our listeners that the quarterfinals of the FA Cup will be played on Saturday, March 18th. Just so that everyone understands, all four of those games are going to kick off at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So they're all going to be played at the same time. I don't know because I think it's a little bit different than the zone or, or, or uh, Fubo, if you will, that I don't know if they're going to be able to show all four games at the same time. Gaetano, I don't know if you'd have any insight on that. Um, nothing legal. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm pretty sure Sportsnet carries the FA Cup. Do they not in Canada? Yeah, it's, it's local television networks or whatever. Yeah. So in our case, it would be Sportsnet. And then I don't know what it would be in the States. We do have a lot of American listeners on our show here, but uh, it is on local sports television network for sure. Uh, so I think it's just going to have to be a case of maybe flipping potentially, or maybe they're going to go back and forth. But regardless, all those games or the uh, quarterfinals of the FA Cup are going to be played 11 a.m. Eastern time, Saturday, March 18th. On full time, we take you through the world of soccer and it always starts locally. With it being the month of March officially, we are soon enough getting ready to close out the indoor soccer season and kickstart the summer soccer season. 
Caetano, for you personally, how have you been enjoying the indoor soccer season with really not a lot left to go? Yeah, no, it's been good. Uh, FC Barcelona wrapped up uh, the league title uh, last weekend, and uh, I finally managed to get myself on the scoreboard. Shout out to Scott Martin for the assist. Uh, so yeah, I'm have, I've been having a great time at the field. Awesome. I'm happy to hear that. It, uh, the season, you know what, it's nice that we haven't had a single interruption this season. It's gone by without uh, any pause. So it's just gone by super quick. We really only have about a month and a half left to go. And we know that uh, six weeks really isn't a whole heck of a lot of time. A reminder to all of our local listeners that indoor soccer in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario is soon coming to an end with regular season competition set to finish this month. So the month of March, it is the playoffs that will commence in April. Youth, women's and men's soccer can all be accessed electronically at nhsc.ca for youth soccer. Sioux Women's Soccer Club, uh, or so, sorry, Sioux Women's Soccer can be found on Facebook at Sioux Women's Soccer Club. And for men's soccer, M-I-K-E-P-U-C-C-I dot wixsite.com backslash S-F-C site for men's soccer can be found uh, for us here in Sault Ste. Marie. High school soccer here in the Sioux is also right around the corner. Keep locked into full time for all local soccer updates and news. This is Daniel Scarpino and Gaetano Gallo, and you are listening to Full Time on the Game Sports Show. A reminder that Full Time is sponsored by Little Caesars Pizza. You can download and access the Pizza Portal app for any of the two locations in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Have a delicious, hot and ready pizza from Little Caesars today. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Full Time. As we wrap up today's show, we want to extend our most sincere thanks and appreciation to everyone who has taken the time to talk about the beautiful game with us here tonight. G, as always, an absolute pleasure, my friend. Scarps, uh, I love, love doing this show with you. It's always great. Definitely. And it's always great when we get to talk about Tottenham losing, which I know <laughs> will allow me to sleep comfortably tonight. <laughs> a reminder to our listeners that the next episode of Full Time will be recorded the week of March 20th. 2023. In that show, we will discuss Champions League and Europa League results, the FA Cup, Europe's Big Five, the MLS, and all the latest in the world of football. For weekly content, make sure to hit like, follow, and subscribe to all platforms of both the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment and Media on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Podbean. Be sure to check out our website at www.thegamesportshow.com. That's www.thegamesportshow.com. For Gatano Gallo, my name is Daniel Scarpino. Thank you for tuning in to Full Time. We look forward to seeing you at kickoff next time back here on the Game Sports Show and the Game Entertainment and Media. Best always. <laughs>